Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. In the previous program, I happened to mention that Prince Philip may, (laughs) it was just an offhand remark, may still be around, may not. I didn't know. I wasn't keeping track of such things. I wasn't following such things. And I had made reference to his stated desire following his death to come back as a killer virus to wipe out billions of people from this earth in the interest of preserving the physical earth. Yes, this great founder, founding father of the World Wildlife Fund, which is running an ad that states, time's running out for our precious planet. And that ad happened to remind me, yet again, of this statement, this desired wishful thinking of Prince Philip, the great man. Well, it just so happens that on that day or the next day that he happened to pass from this life to the next. That was, I don't know, (laughs) whether that was uh, some type of... uh, Amazing timing or just coincidence. I, Even though I'm not a great believer in coincidence, I'm going to pick coincidence. And of course, he was 99 years young and so forth. But time's running out for our precious planet. That is this mantra from this organization of his I thought it was interesting. I happened to take a look at a couple, three, whatever, articles concerning him. And in one of them, they had a photo. The entire gang, the whole royal family was there, I think. It seemed like it. Anyway, any number of members of their family. And they were on safari. And he had shot this magnificent tiger. To death, but which would not seem to be, you know, consistent with World Wildlife Fund. But yes, time is running out for this precious planet, but not because of global warming, not because of global climate change. Not even because of industrial pollution. The greatest polluters being the likes of communist China. No. No, time is running out for this precious planet. Contrary to the indoctrination, the propaganda of these atheists, these worshipers 
of anything but God. Worshippers of Satan, servants of Satan, those of the synagogue of Satan. Time is running out because God appointed the boundaries of this world, of this earth, of the seas, the oceans, of we people, according to his word. You know, we can reject it. We can reject the Bible as being God's word. We can say it's just the word of man, fallible men, and so forth. And indeed, those who penned it, who scribed it, were fallible men. But there's a world of difference between the Holy Bible and any other purportedly holy book or purported scriptures, even as there is between it and all other nonfiction works and fiction works. And that is that it is truly the inspired Word of God. But time is running out. Most importantly, not for the planet, but for the people of the planet. The people of the planet who are under lockdown, containment measures from these wonderful Democrat-ish governments, as well as the communist and fascist totalitarian regimes. Yes, we've joined them. The democratic Western nations have joined the communist and fascist regimes. We've modeled ourselves after them for ages. And you see it in ways large and small. You know, small things, like, for instance, imitating them in professionalizing the Olympics and the World Cup competitions, making these formerly amateur sports competitions professional. Minor. I mean, that's practically trivial, really. But. Again, it was directly a matter of copying the communist regimes. The communist regimes, which interestingly enough, you know, they paid their athletes meager amounts because they employed them as soldiers and things like that (laughs) as the excuse for providing them funds so that they could train and compete and what have you. But the democratic governments of the world have gone them much better than that. (laughs) They have made these sports to be richly lucrative. What an improvement. We have copied the communist regimes, fascist regimes in integrating our militaries, feminizing our militaries, neutering our militaries. In point of fact, that is the result of it. And encouraging and promoting 
integration with sodomites, Satanists, Muslims, and ad infinitum. All manner of different evidences of imitating the communist regimes. Legalizing induced abortion. We have copied the communist regimes and the fascist regimes. But interestingly enough, in Hitler's fascist regime, induced abortion, infanticide, that was reserved for non-Aryan people. (laughs) In other words, not the principal population. It wasn't for them. It was for those that were earmarked, targeted as being enemies of the state or undesirables or deplorables and such as that. But despite all of the efforts of socialism in the forms of communism and fascism to overthrow the free nations of this world, despite all of their efforts, they failed. That is right, they failed. But where they failed in their official attempts They have instead succeeded in a manner of speaking. The founders of socialism have succeeded. Those behind the screen, those world planners, world controllers, they have succeeded. Again, they have used all manner of different methods, methodologies to attempt to bring the world to their footstool. They have made great ballyhoo with massive indoctrination via massive propaganda at promoting this matter of the blight of global climate change, of global warming, so-called. Of overpopulation, that great boogaboo, overpopulation of diseases, infectious diseases like AIDS, acquired immune deficiency, immunodeficiency syndrome, starvation, famine, war. All manner of different tactical means to bring the world to heal, to bring the free nations of the world to heal, to cause them to combine, to cause them to yield their identity to yield their distinctiveness, to yield their sovereignty, to yield their currencies. 
And they have made gains, yes, such as with the European Union and what have you. But they never have achieved the kind of sea change they have sought. Attempt as they have and expending massive amounts of money and managing to get their people into power, they still have not succeeded until recently. They still haven't completely exceeded, but oh my, not completely succeeded, but they have definitely made major strides. And ironically, or not, the single most successful tool or stratagem they have had is this so-called pandemic. And it is a pandemic by their definitions. But the definitions are nebulous, <laughs> shifting sand and what have you, in terms of what constitutes a pandemic. They have perverted language in order to pervert people. But this pandemic, so-called, it has just been, you could say, a godsend. If it has come about accidentally, well, that is phenomenally coincidental. <laughs> ever, ever, ever so much more likely, it was deliberate. Interesting about it coming courtesy of communist China. Like the old Bond movie, James Bond movie from Russia with love. Well, this is, you know, from communist China instead of from communist Russia, the Soviet Union. Not with love, but this stratagem, if you will, has permitted the powers that be throughout the so-called free world to seize unconstitutional powers, to justify these gross, outrageous encroachments against the freedoms of the people governed. To command and control them. To contain them. To snuff out their freedom, not temporarily. You know, let's be incremental about this. Then they won't know what's going on. We just need you to agree to these measures for a week. No, make that two weeks. Make that a month, three months, six months, a year, indefinitely. And they play upon people's fears. They always have. Propaganda always plays upon people's fears. To cause people to subject themselves 
to kneel, to yield out of their fear of what they will suffer if they don't. It's rather ironic, well, again, probably not ironic, but if we go back X number of months, we find, of course, these who were beating the drum about Black Lives Matter, meaning Black Lives Matter more than any other lives. Interestingly enough, there was this push and shove to defund police. It wasn't intended to be some sort of long-term strategy. No. But there was a method to the madness. One of the desires was to allow this core group, this core constituency which Joe Biden, the current president of the United States, pandered to, demagogued shamelessly, referring to them as being the most important constituency and so forth. But it's the ironic aspect of it is this, is that the goals of these world planners. Among them are enslaving the people by military police power. And so it is so disingenuous, this matter of them pushing and promoting defunding the police. It was just short-term tactics, short-term strategies. But what is coming? Really, what is coming? Can we expect, well, you know, (laughs) this terrible, dreadful pandemic. Can we expect it? to come to a close, to come to an end in another three months, six months, year, two years, six years. No, it will be kept going as long as it serves a purpose, which means until the entire world is enslaved. That is how long it serves a purpose. Now, what is coming on this earth? No doubt you're familiar with the expression, the figure of speech, better read than dead. Better read than dead leads to what? Death by reds. Better communist than dead. Right? And yet, if you look at the most murderous regimes 
in all of human history, what do they have in common? They were communist. The Soviet Union. The dear old Soviet Union. Uncle Joe's regime. Outmurdered Hitler's fascist regime. Both socialist. But those referred to as Reds, better red than dead, those are communists. But even this monstrous, satanic, sadistic, communist Soviet Union is not the all-time champion. They are in second place. And by the thinking of many people, Coming in second means you lose. Not that you win second place prize, not that you win a silver medal, but you lose because you didn't come in first. You didn't win the gold. Communist China wins the gold. Communist China wins first place for the all-time most murderous regime of all time. And the Nazi Third Reich, a lowly third-place finish. They only get the bronze medal for the most monstrously murderous satanic regimes of all time. But communist China cannot celebrate its status indefinitely. Why is that? Because they will be outdone by the next regime, which will be the first worldwide regime. How murderous will it be? Well, just for ballpark (laughs) generalization, lump the body counts of communist China's regime with that of the Soviet Union, with that of the Nazi Third Reich, with that of all of these lesser communist regimes, namely Cambodia's and Cuba's, Cuba's and Venezuela's and North Korea's, Lump them all together. And you find yourself approaching what is coming. The most heinously murderous regime of all humankind. How far in the distance is it? Is it? A millennia away? A thousand years? No. A hundred years? No. I can't say exactly how far in the future it is. I do know that in addition to all of the evils that have been done, all of the cumulative evils of the past century, and when I say century, I'm not going back to 1999. I'm talking about the past hundred years 
and more. All of the evils that have been accomplished, not just attempted, but accomplished, have merely laid the groundwork for the coming of this final evil regime. This final evil regime, which in the Bible is referred to or identified, I should say, as being what you might call the last vestige of the Roman Empire, the Grecian Empire, and those empires which preceded them. Will it be communist? No. No, not in keeping with those. It will not. (laughs) Could be fascist. Definitely totalitarian. But others could say and have said and will say it is Islamist. But, or Islamic if you prefer, or Muslim if you prefer. As utterly evil as Islam is, the answer is no. The Roman Empire wasn't that. The Grecian Empire wasn't that. The Greco-Roman Empire, you know, was not that. Nor the empire of the Medes and Persians and before that, of the Chaldeans, the Babylonians. No. But it will be absolutely, utterly, totally totalitarian. And it will be satanic at the core because behind the scenes, Satan will be in charge of it. Before I continue, let me just say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy. That is on me. That is due to me. That is my fault. Now again, this message from the World Wildlife Fund about, you know, time is running out for our precious planet. Well, It speaks of a dying planet, doesn't it? Really. It's not referring to dying people. It's referring to the planet Earth. What purportedly causes planets to die? Oh, various brilliant ideas about that. The core solidifies, you know, it cools, congeals, or, and that due to the planet moving out of its orbit, away from the sun. But the flip side of that is, of course, that it instead moves out of its orbit and it approaches the sun and burns up, (laughs) that sort of thing. Or that it gets bombarded with asteroids and what have you. Those are the naturalistic (laughs) kinds of explanations, you could say. Unless some evil genius 
happens to cause such an event. But other things would be little matters like, you know, world war with nuclear weapons going off here, there, and everywhere. That certainly could do the trick. But interestingly enough, and again, maybe you believe that either believe there is no God or that God doesn't really understand what's going on, that this is beyond him, beyond his pay grade, you know. This has taken him by surprise. He doesn't know what's up. Interestingly, according to his word, which again, various brilliant types would say is just man's word, again, not God's word, man's word, and therefore it wouldn't have anything to say about it, even though they may indeed believe the brilliance of this individual or that individual as far as being able to forecast the future. But interestingly enough, the Bible does not say that this planet will be destroyed one way or another before the return of the Lord. It clearly does not say that. It could be you might think, well, it just fails to say that. Well, okay. But instead, in a nutshell, in a very small nutshell, God Almighty attests that there shall be this last regime which will be, in a manner of speaking, the most successful regime there's ever been in that its objective is to enslave the entire world and it shall do that. However, You could look at it as being something less than a success because it shall last such a brief time. That's right. Not even a decade. How's that for a successful regime? Not even a decade. Extraordinary. Well, again, you don't have to believe that. But according to God's word, that is the case. These monstrous destroyers who have been hell-bent on enslaving the world forever and a day, they shall finally succeed, but that worldwide regime will last for considerably less than 10 years. And what shall bring about the end of it? The return of the Lord Jesus. And he shall reign for a thousand years. And then there will be other (laughs) events. But contrary what the brilliant likes of Prince Philip would have us believe, This matter of time running out for our precious planet, our precious earth-worshipping, creator-rebelling against creation 
honoring, glorifying, worshiping planet. Time's running out for it. Well, nope. This planet has more than a thousand years to go. But we, the people, whether we're in North America, Britain, Ireland, anywhere in Europe, Israel, Middle East, Central Asia, Asia, Africa, South America, Central America, wherever in the world, anywhere in the world, we will experience sea change, enslavement of this earth. Not from aliens coming in spaceships, no. Not from zombies, the walking dead, so-called, no. Not from werewolves and vampires and all of the other ridiculous things. But instead, from a regime. Oh, well, I happen to believe in the basic good of all people, don't you? (laughs) If you look down through time, you will find that, yes, there have always been people that you or I would think of as being good people. They wouldn't meet the requirement, the definition of the Lord Jesus, in which he said, there is none good but God. He said that when he was referred to as good. Good master, such and such. But they are people that you or I would refer to what identify as being good. People that are honorable, noble, kind, loving, self-sacrificing for their families and loved ones. But there have always been evil people bent on destroying the good. Destroying the good because they are good. That is a hallmark of the evil, that they hate the good and seek to destroy them. We are in the times the indoctrination times, the propaganda times, in which good is called evil, and evil is called good, in which the good are persecuted and the evil are championed, honored, rewarded, condoned, empowered, enabled, enriched, in which the good are persecuted, dishonored, slandered, subjected to character assassination, imprisoned, murdered. No, this earth, this planet earth, 
is not going to pass away prior to the return of the Lord, nor prior to the fulfillment of his millennial reign, his 1,000-year reign on this earth. But the current civilizations, what you might refer to as Western civilization, former Christendom, it will essentially die. It has been dying, and it has been growing. That seems like a contradiction. Interestingly enough, where Christian civilization, where Christianity, where the church has been growing the most dramatically, the most prolifically, has been in the communist regimes that have the most satanically persecuted it. It's an incredible irony, but it's true. Meanwhile, the church in the West has been dying rather than from overt persecution. It has been dying from corruption. Corruption, materialism, lust, perversion. It has been dying from pandering, insisting that toleration of evil is the ultimate Christian virtue, and so forth. But the times in which we are right now are changing. No, not referring to a song, a song lyric here. But the times are changing because overt persecution of the church in the West is rising. Going back the past half century, there has been persecution, concerted persecution, but it has been narrowly targeted. Even as Vladimir Putin of the Russian Federation has narrowly targeted his overt persecution in the form of assassination at home and abroad of all who make their way to his enemies list. So, too, the persecution against the church in this nation, the United States of America, and elsewhere in the West, has been focused, and that is persecution from these nations' regimes, has been targeted on those who have been identified as being genuine Christians, devout Christians, those who have insisted on homeschooling their children, no, not the corrupt, (laughs) wicked ones, that 
use that vehicle for other purposes. But the Christian families that have insisted on homeschooling their children to keep their children from being subjected to indoctrination, the propaganda, the mind control, the subversion and corruption and perversion that has been dispensed via public education and private education for lo these many decades. It has been narrowly targeted, focused on those Christians who have opposed the monstrous, heinous evil of induced abortion. Those Christians who have opposed the unspeakable evil of so-called euthanasia, and so forth. But now, it is spreading out. It's being focused on those who are refusing to yield to the government regimes of the West which demand that they not hold church services and or that if they hold church services, they must do it in such a way that they can only minister to a fraction of the people and do it as minimally as possible and lose money and lose their church facilities, little things like that. One saying, one lie that is repeated all the time, it's very common in the media. No, not just, this is not via major media in the form of national news, but rather entertainment. It's never too late. It's a half-truth. It's never too late. What does that mean, it's never too late? I mean, really, what does that mean? It is, you could call it a half-truth, but it's just, it's really an out-and-out lie. If you stop and think about it. Oh, it's a minor thing. But there are so many lies that are just pounded in relentlessly, endlessly repeated, and popularly accepted and repeated by those who hear them. Again, what is coming? What is really coming? in the near future. Courtesy, again, of all of the inroads that have been made for decades and decades and decades, culminating in the so-called containment and lockdowns that have been foisted upon free nations of people by supposed champions of freedom 
in the United States of America, the Democrat Party. In Canada and Australia and Britain and Europe, you know, all these freedom champion leftist socialist parties. But then again, that's almost oxymoronic because try to find a party that is a major party and not socialist in these nations and you struggle. (laughs) Again, I said that is a major party. But again, there is a regime coming. A regime which will require not only for people not to attend church services, not only for ministers not to conduct church services, not only for marriage to supposedly include sodomites, male with male, female with female. And the list goes on. But to require that all people bow down and worship a false god. That all who refuse to do that will be murdered, executed, put to death. Even as it has been a death sentence in North Korea for so long, in communist North Korea, to be found with a Bible, to pray to God, to worship God. Little children in preschool sent home to observe and see if there is a black book that they can report back to their teachers and cause their parents, their grandparents to be taken off to death camps, monstrous, torturous death camps. So too, in the regime that is coming, it won't be limited to shutting down Grace Life Church in Edmonton, Alberta. No. It won't be limited to James Coates and his congregation. No. No, indeed not. You know, over the years, over the decades and decades, many good people, many of them unfortunately lost in Roman Catholicism, but nonetheless, God-fearing, and many others in Protestant Christianity, and typically in stronger Protestant churches rather than weaker ones and worse ones. They have opposed and resisted 
the evils of induced abortion. They have attempted to save babies from being monstrously slaughtered in their mother's wombs. They have attempted to protect girls and women from being monstrously, rapaciously exploited by evil government regimes, by medical professionals who once were sworn to do no harm. but for decades have been bent on doing harm, prostituting themselves to do evil for gain. And many other evils that they've opposed, such as the sodomite activists and so forth, opposing the evil that these activists have attempted to foist and have successfully foisted on the free nations. But what is at the core? What is at the root? What is at the base, the foundation of all of the evils that have been conspired, that have been orchestrated, that have been committed? At the root, It is rebellion against God, war against God. Now again, back to the book of the prophet-priest Jeremiah. He said, Thou hast a whore's forehead, thou refusest to be ashamed. Oh, gay pride, (laughs) sodomite pride, pride in the grossest depravity. Not just by those committing it, but by those who are encouraging it, promoting it, honoring it, and demanding that the good people honor it. Behold, thou hast spoken and done evil things as thou couldest. She defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with stocks. Every false religion on the face of the earth can be found in the United States of America. They walk after the imagination of their evil heart. God is not praising them. Ye dealt treacherously with me, O house of Israel, saith the Lord. They have perverted their way and they have forgotten the Lord their God. We lie down in our shame and our confusion covereth us. We have sinned against the Lord our God. They have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. The evil of your doings. The list goes on and on. This is just, you know, 
one so-called chapter in one passage of Scripture. Just a smattering of pieces of verses. But what is at the root, what is at the core in this nation and in the free world is rebellion against God, war against God, war against his Christ. But we are approaching what you might refer to as D-Day. It is fast approaching. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Thank you.